What's up, you crazy bastards? Welcome to this week's episode of E-Crime Bites. This is where I research the court documentation and roast the criminals so you don't have to. All right, so this week we have season three, episode four. Jesus, this case did not sound real when I first read it. It's called Cyber Stalked by eBay. And you're probably wondering, how would a company cyberstalk somebody? <laughs> you're about to find out. All right, so while it was eBay the company, there's a bunch of individuals that work inside eBay that did this crime. And I'm gonna introduce them all to you now so that way you can kind of get the lay of the land of what they did inside eBay so it makes sense when I start talking about their crimes, okay? So we have a handful of individuals. We have the leader of the group. His name is James Baugh. He is senior, of, senior director of safety and security and he ran eBay's Global Security and Resiliency Group. And I'm going to put a picture of Ba on your screen now. He's on the left-hand side there. And this is just like a social media profile type of picture. I got another picture. That's the one I'm going to put on your screen now. And that's him walking in a suit. And he's walking in a suit because he's going into court for this case that I'm bringing you today. So... Surprise, surprise, they were caught in the end, and this is just a picture of him walking into court when they were caught. So if I can go back to the first picture here, I said there was James Baugh on the left-hand side. There's this gentleman on the right-hand side, David Harville. He worked for Jim, uh, James, or Jim, he goes by Jim too. So he, he also worked for Jim Baugh. He was director of global resiliency. He reported directly to Baugh. And a side note, he also owned a tactical weapons online store. And I just kind of rifled through it real quick. It looked like there was some like special made knives and things like that in there. So that's two individuals. Now we have Stephanie. Oh, let me stop for a second. I have a picture of Harville going into court too. So let me put that on your screen. And I know you're probably looking at this and going, hey, this isn't helpful. He's wearing a fucking mask and he's bald. He could be Jeff Bezos for all I know at this picture. And that is true. So that's why I gave you the first picture of off of the, like the social media one, because it's the only one I found without a mask on his face. And you could kind of tell, you know, who he is. All right. So our third individual here, this is Stephanie Pop. And I don't have a picture of Stephanie. I looked, I found a couple that could have been, but I don't like could have been. I don't want to accidentally grab somebody else's picture. So I, I'm not going to show any picture. She was a senior manager of global intelligence and also either directly or indirectly boss chief of staff. So she's pretty high up because she's his chief of staff and he's the ringleader of the group. Okay. Now this is going to be mind blowing. I'm putting a picture on the screen of a police officer and you're like, who is this? This is Brian Gilbert. He is a former police captain. So remember as this crime happens, think this guy's a police captain and he's still doing this stuff. He is a senior manager of special operations responsible for things like executive protection, meaning like if the CEO needs to go someplace where his safety could be threatened, I'm sure this guy would know about it. He would do things like special event security and safety at North American operations for eBay. And now I don't have a pick of Stephanie Stockwell. She's an intelligence analyst. And then later on, she's manager of this Global Intelligence Center or GIC. It's, it's like this group that develops intelligence for different reasons 
at eBay. The reasons aren't entirely clear. Um, they are for this crime, but it isn't entirely clear for why day to day they just need it for normal business, but they do. They have an intelligence center. Usually with cybersecurity, that intelligence centers will deal with things like your uh, possible threats of um, servers out there on the internet or um, doing like threat hunting through your logs and things like that. So from the physical sense, I'm not as familiar with why you would need an intelligence center, but they did. Our last individual, our last main individual we're going to talk about here is Veronica Zay. I have a picture of her here. This was in the New York Times article about this case. I guess she sat for a picture. She worked for eBay, but not directly. She was a contractor. So you can imagine, you know, Keith Jones, Inc. would hire her and then eBay would come and hire Keith Jones, Inc. And I would take some moolah off the top and then pay her. And then we all kind of make money in this scenario. And that, that usually big companies do this so they can hire and let go people really quickly without actually having to lay off people. There's some other cooperating witnesses that I'm not going to name in here. They're either they were involved or they were just in and around the meetings that happened with this criminal group. So they were able to report things to the feds later on. And that's how I'm able to bring you this information two eBay executives here. I'm not going to name them directly, but if you want their names, there's news all over the place about this. The reason why I'm not naming them is because they weren't directly indicted. So it felt weird to me to put their names directly in here, but I can tell you what they did. Okay. One was a former CEO. So the highest command of eBay. And the other one was this communications chief. So both are C-level employees. Both are officers of this company, the highest of levels. eBay themselves as a company is also a quote unquote criminal as a company itself. And we'll talk about that at the very end of this case. So now the crime, what did they do? What did all these people do? They cyber the shit out of this couple that ran a newsletter. Okay, <laughs> so that was it. The crime, cyber stalking. And then they throw in a little witness tampering later on because they try to get themselves out of trouble. But this whole case is about cyber stalking. And the victims, they they simply just made this newsletter. And it was a husband-wife team. And I, I struggled whether or not I wanted to mention their names. And usually, as a rule, I don't. But in this case, near the end of the case, they came out and made public statements in like their favor about what what types of things that they went through at the hands of eBay and they did it with their faces and their names. So I kind of figured that they're okay with their names being mentioned. So I figured just maybe give them a few more visitors to their website. I'll mention them here too, because they went through some hell. So their names were Ina and David Steiner. Now their newsletter is just wonderfully named because when I saw this, I just chuckled. Their newsletter is e-commerce bites bites spelled with a Y Y is in yellow milk. Yes. Just like e-crime bites. And I was like, these people, they really know how to name a newsletter. Just like somebody knows how to name a podcast. All right. So that's our victims here is this couple. They just own a newsletter that is not affiliated with eBay or anything else. I'll tell you a little bit about the newsletter in a second, but the technology here is the newsletter. But we're going to be talking about just some generic social media accounts like Twitter. 
We're going to be talking about old-fashioned surveillance. Not the kind that you do on a computer across the internet, but literally in a van outside somebody's house. Old-fashioned surveillance. eBay on private in individuals. Amazing, right? And the last technology in here, I just I couldn't gloss over this. Weaponized porn and pizza. If you don't know what that is and that doesn't make sense to you, you're going to have to stick around because I'm going to explain it later on. I've even got pictures. I've even got pictures of this one. So stick around. I'll show you later on. So like I said, I picked this case because, damn, it reads like a fiction book from beginning to end. And immediately when I read that eBay had this special operations team and I was reading about how these people talk to each other and they acted like SEAL Team 6, I was like, holy shit, we've got to do an episode on this. So buckle up. There's a lot of stuff that happens in here. And I try to cut down the material in here as much as possible and just give you the highlights. Do know, I'm just giving you the tip of the iceberg here. These are just the highlights. There are a bunch of other things that happen in this case that I just didn't want to drag this case out, giving you every detail. So if you're really interested in it, there's a lot of stuff written on the internet about this because this case was so big recently. Okay, so this newsletter... Let me tell you, we're starting with act number one of this episode, and I'm calling this one the newsletter. So a little bit about this newsletter. It was called e-commerce bites. Oh, one word. And this catered mostly to sellers. So if you sold something on eBay or you sold something on Amazon, you usually want to read some kind of industry news to learn about what's going on or maybe how to best sell your products. That's what this newsletter would publish about. Some examples of titles of the newsletter going out was what is behind Amazon prime shipping delays or Craig Craigslist finally launches a mobile app worth the wait. So useful to just general population of doing e-commerce, right? Well, somewhere along the lines, they also report on things like the CEO's compensation at eBay. So the communications chief at eBay picks up on this because I guess this is a communication and this is his job. So he picks up on this, sees it, sends it to the CEO with a tag that says, we are going to crush this lady. And I thought, holy shit, a huge corporate entity wants to crush some lady who has a simple electronic newsletter. And you might say, ah, oh, that's just one bad apple. Ah, it's just a communications chief. Don't worry about them. No, about 10 days later, the CEO saw coverage about himself in the Wall Street Journal. He sent a text to the comms chief and he says, F them. The journal is next on the list after this newsletter. So he knows. He's, he's involved with this. So these two statements I gave you alone. Best case scenario for them, they knew about this. Worst case scenario for them, they're actually encouraging the cyber stalking that I'm going to present to you. So then in May of 2019, now this happens throughout the year of 2019, just in general. Um, it starts around April-ish and ends somewhere in August, September-ish. So in May of 2019, there was another posting on this newsletter and the comms chiefs included it. It didn't, didn't, doesn't matter what the post was. They didn't like it. The comms chief included it to the CEO and he says, 
shockingly reasonable. And then the CEO replied, I could care less. I couldn't care less about what she says. Okay. So I'm trying to imagine this exchange in my mind, right? So whatever it was that he found, he sent to the CEO. He was pissed enough to send it to the CEO. It was probably like, oh my God, you got to check this out. CEO was probably like, eh, we're a big company. I don't give a shit about these newsletters. Probably sat down with his coffee, pulled up the newsletter, read it, went, oh, fuck. And then went back to his comms chief and he just says, take her down. Again, eBay, large company talking about taking down a newsletter. So then... I got to tell you about this tangent because they intertwine with all this newsletter stuff and they, eBay thinks they're the same thing and they're not. There's some parody accounts. So if you're familiar with the internet at all, you know that these big companies a lot of times will have accounts that will parody them and pretend that they are them, but they'll say funny things or use altered versions of their logos and stuff like that. Well, there were four accounts that parodied eBay that eBay was following and they didn't like. One of them was called Phytomaster. That must have been the formal one because the informal one must have been Phytomaster and the number one. Then there was another account just called Dan Davis and another account called Unsuck eBay. That was kind of my favorite. Unsuck eBay was kind of funny. And so these are accounts that people made, somebody made out on places like Twitter and they just were very critical of eBay. And importantly, they amplified this newsletter. So when eBay sees this, they think, oh, these parody accounts and the newsletter, if they're not the same people, they're definitely working together. That's, that's what eBay is thinking at this point. And I say eBay in the sense of the people working there at the time that committed the crimes. So you can imagine eBay has this negative press out there. What would a sane person do, right? Maybe hire a lawyer and go, hey, what are my options? What should I do? Fuck no. These people do the exact opposite. This is where you need to buckle up. Okay. So I have a smidgen of some stuff that they did early on in the spring and then all shit breaks loose in the summer. So let me tell you about the stuff that happened in the spring first. In the spring, we're talking like April, May of 2019. According to, to confidential informants, Baugh summoned his team, which include Pop, Stockwell, some analysts, Zay, to a conference room inside eBay. And he says this global intelligence center will be writing anonymous threatening letter to the victim, this newsletter lady, to get her to stop publishing articles about eBay, specifically ones that are critical to eBay, right? The letter, which is to be handwritten, I guess maybe so it's not traceable, is to be sent from Austin, Texas, so it could not be connected to eBay. Thankful thankfully, it was not sent. But cooperating witnesses, they said this, this was a plan. This is some, this is something they wanted to do. Okay. I have to give you a little bit of geography here. That's going to be not only useful to this, but useful to the whole, whole episode. eBay is headquartered in California. So imagine all the way on the West coast of the United States, they're on the ocean. Okay. This couple lives in Natick, Massachusetts, which is outside Boston, which is a completely other side of the United States on the ocean. Okay. Pacific ocean on one side, Atlantic ocean on the other side. When they're talking about faking this handwritten note as coming from Austin, Texas, what they're saying is we're going to send it. I'm, I'm pointing at for video viewers here, kind of the lower part of my video here. So 
Austin, Texas is south of both of these places and kind of in the middle, I guess, to not draw suspicion to eBay because eBay's in California. So at this point, I'm thinking these people know what they're doing is not right because they're trying to hide what it is that they're sending these victims. June, 2019. Okay. This is where shit starts to go off the rails. June, 2019 Gilbert. Remember Gilbert, the police captain in the uniform picture that I showed you, he works at eBay now. Well, he flew out there all the way across the country that I showed you before and scribbled the word Fido Master on the fence in front of the victim's home. Okay, if you don't know why that's important, let me connect the dots of the stuff I just told you about. Gilbert, the police officer, former police officer, flew all the way across the country. So that means that's deliberate. He scribbled the word Fido Master on the victim's fence. Fido Master is the name of the account, the parody account critical of eBay. So you can see eBay thinks that the victims and Fido master have something either they're the same person or they know each other. Now, as an investigator, you got to start asking yourself questions. Gilbert flew to Boston. That's a plane ticket. That's traceable. Well, there is a cooperating witness that purchased that ticket for him on their credit card. So it traced back to that cooperating witness. So I imagine why that witness is cooperating is because the government went, Hey, you're obviously involved here. And they're like, Hey, shit, I didn't know what I was doing. He told me to buy him a plane ticket. It was all him. And I pointed back to Brian Gilbert. Now you can imagine the Steiners are getting just harassed all the time. So they do what probably any sane person would do and put home surveillance out there. I imagine like any person, it was just standard stuff like ring cameras, right? I mean, they're easy to buy and install in 2024 now. And they had it on there and there was a, it, there was a camera pointed at the fence where Phytomaster was written. And when they reviewed the tape, guess what was on there? I say tape, I say tape because I'm so old. Reviewed the digital evidence. I don't know what it was. I imagine it was not tape, but when they reviewed the evidence, what they found was there was this black SUV that pulls up, gets out and gets back in and drives away. Later on, when the FBI does the investigation, they found that Gilbert rented a Ford black SUV similar to the one that shows up on that surveillance tape or at the time that Fido Master was written on the fence. If you stop there, that whole event, I think would scare pretty much anybody. Right. If someone is pulling up to your house and writing Fido Master on a fence and driving away, you don't know who they are. It's probably terrifying. I mean, to most people, like seeing an unknown number come across your cell phone is sometimes terrifying. So having this, I imagine, is absolutely terrifying. And this is just I don't mean to laugh. This is the tip of the iceberg. And I'm laughing at the criminals because there's they're just uh, this is insanity. So that was June of 2019. So in July of 2019. Baugh came in and, and now he directed Stockwell and later Zay, the two analysts, to monitor the, the newsletter posts that are going out that are critical of eBay. He says, hey, whenever you see anything, send it to me over WhatsApp, day or night, send it to me because I want to you know, just catalog and know everything that's going on about this newsletter, which again, right there, that's obsessive and weird. Then Baugh says, hey, while you're doing that, 
I want you to help me identify the authors of these parody accounts. You know, the Fido Master and the Dan account and the Unsuck eBay account. He said, this is a pro top priority. This is coming from the fucking CEO and the communications chief. <sighs> Crazy, right? So this is, this is coming from, at least he's saying this is coming from the top levels, according to the cooperating witnesses. He's also saying to his analysts that he want, he's tasking out to do these tasks. He says he thinks the parody account either made contacts, knows, or is the Steiners in this case. So then he says, find evidence for me that the, that the Steiners, the victims of the, the newsletter and the parody accounts were collaborating together to publish this negative news about eBay. So the cooperating witness said, yeah, we did. We, we, he told us to do this and we tried and we tried. We never really found this evidence. Well, he didn't believe us. So it just kind of reminded me of the whole Moby Dick, Captain Ahab thing where it's just, Baugh was on a trail of these newsletter people and he didn't care that there wasn't any evidence that his intelligence center was bringing back. He still believed they were all working together to be negative to eBay. And again, at the end of the day, it's just free speech, right? It's not even, even if they said the worst of the worst at eBay, it's a newsletter. It's a newsletter. Okay, so something important happened on August 1st of 2019. The newsletter published some news that eBay either filed or was threatening some kind of lawsuit towards Amazon because they claimed that Amazon was stealing their sellers. These are all claims, and I don't know exactly the details of this thing because it doesn't matter. All you need to know is that litigation started or was going to start between eBay and Amazon because that factors in the, into the conversation that happens next, which is a text between Ba and the communications chief. And I have it for you. I'm going to put it on the screen now. So this is Ba talking to the comms chief and... The, the comps chief says the Steiner's newsletter that's out with a hot piece on the litigation, the litigation I just told you about with Amazon. He says, if we're ever going to take her down, now is the time. Boss says, I saw it. The communication chief says, hatred is a sin. I'm very sinful. Wow. That, that, that's scary. And then boss says, let me ask you this. Do we need her entire site shut down? I'm not fucking around any with her anymore. Sorry, some misspellings in here. And if you wonder why I'm reading it to you video viewers, I have a bunch of audio viewers or listeners too that don't see this. So I try to read it for them as well. I apologize as dupli duplicate for you, but it is what it is. So the communications chief goes on and says, amen. I want her in all caps done. Okay. This guy is a master of emphasizing specific words in caps, this communications chief. I imagine probably because he's a communications chief. He, this is how he communicates. But when he wants to stress something, he caps stuff, and it, it happens the whole episode here. So he says, I want her done. And then boss says, the CEO said burn her to the ground, correct? And the comms chief says, she is a biased troll who needs to get burned down, in all caps. Boss says, copy that. I have a plan B. I will put it in motion. We'll take two weeks. The communications chief says, and now this is important in my opinion, 
I'll embrace managing any bad fallout. We need to, in all caps, stop her. Okay, so in my opinion, that's where the communication chief, he knows what's going on. And he's saying, if any shit falls out from this, I'll deal with it. Uh, that's just, hmm. okay, hold that thought until the end until you see who gets charged. So at this point, Baw's like, ah, motherfucker, I'm going to get promoted. So he went back to his his crew and he was like, listen, he assembles them all in a conference room. He goes, we got these newsletter I, Keith Jones calls them victims, but he's like, he's probably like these newsletter fuckers. I have a campaign. This is our campaign against them. Our first part of the campaign, we're going to send anonymous threatening communications over things like Twitter and email and so forth. And then we're going to order a bunch of unwanted and disturbing deliveries to their home. And this is where my eye peeked up and I was like, what kind of unwanted disturbing deliveries could there be? I will tell you, I have pictures of some. Some of them, I, I, here, let me give you a, a, a taste. Funeral wreaths. Okay, someone sent a funeral wreath to the house. That'd be kind of kind of disturbing. Wouldn't be terrifying, but it would be weird. And books on surviving the loss of a spouse. Again, weird. Another part of Baugh's campaign, he wants to do this thing he calls a white knight strategy. Or the government calls it this, but this is their plan. The white knight strategy is to terrorize the shit out of these victims, the Steiners, the, the newsletter people, terrorize the hell out of them, get them scared, and then walk in as eBay and go, hey, uh, I heard you're getting uh, harassed by our sellers. We can help you investigate that and make it stop. Would you care to team up with us? So that way, instead of their, them being on a adversarial basis, eBay thinks they'll be on a friendly basis. That's the plan. That's the criminal's plan. That's not exactly how it works out in the end here. Stick around and I will tell you. So the last part of the plan, and this is where I literally fell out of my fucking chair. Baugh, Harville, Zay and Pop are going to travel to Natick, Massachusetts, all the way across the country, thousands of miles, to physically surveil the victims in their home and while they're out in their community. Talk about an invasion of the fucking privacy. It's just... I know I keep saying it, but this is, it, for me, is mind-blowing. I've never seen case, a case like this. This is, I hope this is a one-off. This is just, wow. So the harassment continues. Baugh calls this, he calls this whole thing a distraction campaign, quote-unquote, because this is his words. He suggests that scary masks, live insects, and embarrassing items, such as porn and strippers, be sent to the victims. Now, let me stop there for a second. Scary masks, I'd be like, whoa, that's weird. Live insects, I'd be like, oh, shit, don't bring those inside. Definitely don't want those. I'd be pretty scared of that one. Embarrassing items, I went, what kind of embarrassing items? Must be the pornography and strippers. And I thought, send them to me. Who the fuck cares if you send pornography and strippers to somebody's house, right? It's 2024. I mean, you can't even browse Instagram anymore without seeing somebody's cooch your ass so send pornography and strippers that is not threatening that is not threatening at all but they sent the pornography and strippers to these people's neighbors with their uh, their name on there the victim's names on there that that my friend that would suck so that's what they did in this case so knowing that this is wrong in my opinion 
Ba then stressed to all his crew, you got to stay confidential, okay? You cannot get caught doing this. And you can imagine, they would get in a lot of trouble, even though they think what they're doing is okay because an executive told them it was okay. In one of these meetings, now, listen, Keith Jones, myself, I love all types of people, including Samoan people. I don't know why, but Ba has something against Samoan people, so I'm going to have to read a couple things a few times here, and I have to apologize. Ba says in one of these meetings to his crew, he displayed a photograph of some people that he says is part of a Samoan gang. He says that if this distraction campaign, all the shit that I just described earlier that they're doing to the victims or victims in this case, he says that this doesn't work. I'm sending this Samoan gang to the victim's home and they are not quote unquote good guys. And whatever happened would be out of Boz control at this point. Holy shit. So again, I, I apologize, Samoans. I don't know what he has against you, but you're, you're going to pop up a couple times in here. This is the first time. And second, what does he think? He's John Gotti or something? This is eBay, a commercial company surveilling a newsletter, which is a private company and individual on the other end. And now he's talking about sending what he says are physically violent gangs to visit them. He also says, when you do these deliveries with the porn and all this other stuff, he's, he's talking to Zay, or no, he's talking to his group, but he says, when you do these deliveries, make it not traceable to eBay. So when Zay went out and purchased these debit cards, she made these orders using things like anonymous email accounts. So I imagine maybe like a Proton mail account or maybe even just a Gmail account. Um, virtual private network. So that would change the IP address or that numerical address your computer um, uses on the internet it would change it to somewhere else. So you might look like you come from France instead of the U S and cell phones and computers specifically purchased for this harassment campaign. So that way it wouldn't be traced back to eBay. They're going to effort to make it look like it wasn't eBay in my opinion, because they know it's wrong. And he says, boss says to his crew, I have support from executives. And he shows them some of these text messages that I've already shown you and talked about earlier with his crew to kind of say, Hey, it's not just me going rogue. These, these executives, they, they really want this shit done too. So the threats. All right. So we're in August 5th of 2019. There's a week in here that some stuff happens there is a Twitter account that's made and I'll spell it for you. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. It's T U I underscore E L E I pop created this account. And later on, somebody says that this sounds Samoan. Okay. Again, sorry, Samoan people. Again, you're being brought up in this case. You did nothing, absolutely nothing in this case. And they keep bringing you up. They made a Twitter account to sound Samoan so that way they could blame this on their Samoan gang later on. That's the only reason why I'm describing this to you. This Twitter account, or there's actually a couple Twitter accounts, has a picture of a skull on there. It's supposed to be scary. Boss selected the skull so that way when the victims got harassing messages from them, they look at the profile and go, oh shit, I'm scared. There's a skull. So, Bob, Pop, Gilbert, some supervisors that were witnesses later on, they all sent or plan to send series of anonymous tweets and Twitter direct messages. So stuff that you see publicly 
and also stuff that you send direct between two accounts. So they're basically just bombarding them with anonymous messages that basically acted like they were sellers pissed off at the newsletter that the newsletter is talking about eBay. Again, that's their plan. I know it doesn't make sense, but this is their plan. At least in my opinion, it doesn't make sense. I mean, who would believe this shit? So they said that if they didn't pay attention to these messages, meaning the victims didn't pay attention, they would just keep ratcheting up and get more and more aggressive. And they did. And I'm not going to read them all to you because they start calling her the C word and all sorts of stuff. But eventually they want to culminate in the publication of the victim's home address. So that way, you know, it's doxing so people can harass them and they would be scared and stop their newsletter apparently. And then they wanted to implement this white knight strategy where they just said, Hey, I heard you getting harassed so much. We're eBay. We can help you. We can help you against these sellers. There are sellers. We will get them to stop. That was their strategy. They would hope this would persuade the victims to work with them to figure out who the parody accounts were if they weren't the victims themselves, because they don't know at this point, they think they're either working together or they they're the same people, but they think if they can get the victims on their side by being the white knights, they can get help in figuring out who the, the parody accounts are. So let me tell you how just, well, let me just read it. It's, this is an email from the comms chief to one of the other people in this case. And it tells you just kind of what was going through his mind at the time. So the comms chief says, I'm utterly vexed by this. This Twitter account dominates our social narrative with his caps, constant obsession with trolling us. It's more than annoying. It's very damaging. There are very, there are a few people, this guy and the newsletter people infatuated with eBay who have seem, seemingly dedicated their lives to erroneously trashing us as a way to build their own brand or even build a business. It's genuinely unfair and causes tremendous damage because we look bad fighting back in public and standing up for ourselves. If we could engage, I'd welcome the fight and we have a lot of facts and truth to win with. But instead, we take shots broadside and sit on our powder. The issue gives me ulcers, harms employee morale, and trickles into everything about our brand. I genuinely believe that people are acting out of malice and, in all caps, anything we can do to solve it should be explored. Somewhere, at some point, someone chose to let this slide. It has grown to a point that is absolutely unacceptable. It's the blind eye towards graffiti that turns into mayhem syndrome, and I'm sick about it. Whatever period it period takes period that whatever it takes that is quoted several times by the government later on that this guy was in on it to cause trouble for the victims okay so august 2019 ba recruited harville and zay to physically surveil their victims in natick massachusetts all the way across the country it's just outside boston so it's a flight, okay? So they need a reason for this because they're trying to be confidential and not get caught. So it wasn't just this crew that was in on the the meetings. There were some other cooperating witnesses that were you know, in on the meetings or at least knew about them. And they said that this trip was to surveil the couple so that they could try to find some kind of evidence that the parody account was linked to these, to this couple publishing negative content about eBay, which again, even in the best case scenario, so what? I mean, so what? 
All right, so um, they try to do this all off the radar. So they don't tell their coworkers, friends. There's even a point in there where they say, hey, don't tell your wife why it is that you're going. So they wanted to be, for some aspect, off the grid for this trip. So they use their own cell phones and WhatsApp and non-corporate communications to talk to each other. But we have a text message here of them talking about this. So you can see Jim's talking to the comms chief, or he's talking to Harville about something that the comms chief said. And he said, you know, he starts off with, here's the two targets and it's the victims. And he says, one known and one unknown. Never search for them on your personal work phone or computer. And Harville goes, copy. And then boss says, they will find you first. And he says, copy. And then he forwarded the thread that we just talked about with the communications chief to Harville, I think to kind of show him that the communications chief is, he, he's high up there in, in the in the structure of eBay. And he's showing that there is support for this special operations that they're taking over towards Boston, Massachusetts. And then Baugh continues on to Harville. He says, I won't send the boss's text, but I've been ordered to find and destroy. And then Harville replies back, copy, totally black. I'm deleting this now, which totally black means I'm being covert, I think. And then he says, I'm deleting this now, which is important because that's destruction of evidence, which also leads into one of the charges later on, which is what I think it, they kind of tried to encompass most of it under witness tampering because that relates to records in a federal investigation. It's kind of a weird legal thing is how I understand it. So they're preparing for this trip. The co cooperating witnesses said, yeah, at the office, they, um, they bought a GPS device. These fuckers, they did. And they went out and they found a car in the parking lot that looked like the Steiner's car. And they practiced putting this GPS device on that car and taking it off for their trip. They practiced on some random stranger's car. I just... I'm trying to imagine this, like just imagine going out to your work parking lot and finding a random car and then pretending to, or actually doing it, to putting the GPS thing on there and going, Hey, we're testing it, taking it off, putting it back on in preparation for a trip to surveil somebody across the country who's a private citizen as a private citizen. So now they're planning to go out there and surveil them. So somebody along the line, I think it was, um, bar Harville. Oh no, it was Gilbert. Gilbert told the rest of the group, he said, uh, fuckers, we're, um, we're sending all these harassing deliveries. So they're probably on high alert right now. And when you go out there and surveil them, they're going to be looking around going, why aren't we getting all these crazy deliveries? And they're going to see you. And we don't want them to see you because you're, I'm a police officer. I'm telling you, you're supposed to be surveillance. You're supposed to be silent. You're supposed to be invisible. So someone goes, we'll just stop the deliveries. And everybody was like, all right, cool, cool. You stop the deliveries. Keep that in mind here, because this is going to show back up in a second. So they're now, after they stop the deliveries, they go, we're going to create some alibis, because if we get caught, we need a reason why we're out there. So some of the reasons why they say they were out there is they, the analysts were technical people like me, and they said, hey, we've got this software development conference we found going on in Boston at the exact same time. And they basically put some emails together and made it look like 
um, Harville and Zay were going to go out there and register and attend this software development conference. So if they were caught, they can go, I had a real reason to be there. So they created a document also. <sighs> they call it the persons of interest document. That's what the criminals called it. I call it a dossier. It's just, it's weird. Okay. It's so weird. So it's this, it's basically this false dossier of the victims making it look like the victims are harassing executives in eBay. So that way, if Baugh and his crew get caught surveilling the victims, they would have this document and go, oh, we're only surveilling them because they threatened the, the, the CEO physically or some other executive physically. This is our job. This is what we do for eBay. So they had this fake document that made it look like the victims disparaged and were threatening the executives. Now, again, this is not just a tangent point. This document's going to come back up later on a couple of times. So keep this in mind too. This in their minds, this is their alibi. So now they have their alibi. Now they have everything set and they sat down and this is when the delivery started. So August 10th. Oh my God. August 10th of 2019, the victim received an email that says you're getting a preserved fetal pig that had been ordered online and it's been sh shipped to your house. May not be scary, but oh my God, that would be so disgusting. So apparently it looked like it, it looked like it was maybe purchased, but never actually delivered. It looked like they tried, they tried to have a preserved fetal pig show up there. So that didn't work. So then there was another thing, 4 p.m. There was an Amazon package shows up at the victim's house. And I know I'm smiling and laughing. I'm, I'm doing this because these criminals are fucking assholes for doing this. I'm not laughing at the victims at any means. This, this totally sucks for the victims, but the criminals, they're going to have what, what's coming to them later on. Trust me. So back to this Amazon package shows up in the afternoon, opens it up. Halloween mask of a bloody pig face. And I have a picture of this. I'm going to put on your screen now. This is the pig mask that I've seen in some horror movies. I've seen this before. This is like the one where a human wears it and you're like, oh shit, that guy is out to kill me if you see someone wearing this. If someone was wearing this mask, this is not Halloween. This is not, you know, funny, play a prank on somebody. This is whoever is wearing this is a serial murderer. I'm telling you that much. This is for the audio people that can't see this mask. It is a scary mask. Another package shows up. This is a book from Amazon. Grief Diaries, Surviving the Loss of a Spouse. Not really scary, but weird. And that's it. We're at the end of Act 1 because we're just getting to surveillance. At this point, this is where they physically sit out in front of the newsletter couple's home. And this is just where it goes bonkers. So I'm going to have to do a pause here because I just gave you all the background and all the great stuff to get to the pinnacle of this case, which is surveillance day day. And I'll, I will, I will leave you with one, one, one preview of what happens on surveillance day, which is August 15th of 2019. There is a shipment that happens at two other victims, neighbors. Okay. Imagine your neighbor. You probably don't know what's happening to your neighbor. They're being harassed. A shipment comes, you go outside, you pick it up like Tony Soprano in your, in your uh, bathrobe, walk back inside, you open it up, and it's boom, what I put on your screen right now. It is barely legal. Full-length DVD inside. It is 
definitely porn. And I stopped right here for a second. I was like, fucking 2019 and they have DVD of porn still? Who the hell watches porn DVD in 2019? Oh my God, that person right there needs help. But I, I don't want to go down too much on that tangent. But this shows up at the neighbor's house, probably, probably to upset the neighbors enough. So the neighbors will go over and go, oh, Bob, you're uh, barely legal's. I guess his name was David. David, your barely legal's porn is here. And then David would be embarrassed. And then hopefully David would say, hey, we're being harassed. This is definitely not me. But it would be a very awkward situation if you weren't on a real good relationship with your neighbor, I imagine. And then also on surveillance day, a florist delivered a sympathy wreath to the victim's home. I don't have a picture of that. I'm sorry. They had another death theme delivery. So the Natick Police Department, the I guess they're a smaller town there too. And the eBay people, they make fun of them being a small town, but the small town actually came back and fucked them at the end, which is awesome. But the um, Natick Police Department officer started doing an investigation and found that the floor state of the person who ordered the wreath also tried to unsuccessfully cancel that order. Remember earlier when I said they're going to surveil and somebody went, or Gilbert went, hey, um, better stop these deliveries because we're going to surveil them. Well, they tried to cancel it and it didn't work and it actually went through and was delivered. So with that, now we're done with act one, which was the newsletter, because tomorrow we're going to talk about act two, which is all about the surveillance day. And there is a ton of shit that happens here and all of it, all of it, you're going to be just holding your head going, is this real? And it is, it's all real. It's all in the core documents and I'll bring it to you. So if there's anything you liked in this, please like thumbs up, follow, subscribe, and please share this with any of your friends that you think might like a true crime podcast where I'm obviously not always serious. Most of the things I say here, yeah, it's like the, the court details are serious, but everything else, I kind of joke about it. So if you like us, like, thumbs up, follow, subscribe. I really appreciate that. That gets me in front of other people. Just those simple likes on YouTube. It's a big deal to me. I really appreciate it. And with that, I hope you come back tomorrow. I'm going to bring you Act 2 Surveillance Day in this crazy case of being cyberstalked by eBay. Thanks.